Hi there, and ladies. It's Caroline. And Kristen. So a couple of years ago, before the pandemic, we made a series of pep talks with some of our favorite people. And for the very first time, we are bringing them out from where they've been hiding behind the premium paywall so that you can listen. Oh, it's so exciting. Truly, we have hand-selected six of our favorites that we think are the perfect uplift for closing out 2021 and starting the new year. So we're bringing you the first three this week, and you'll get the next three next week. And with that, let's get pepped. There's almost this like sigh of relief when you say, oh, actually, I don't want to go to that concert or I don't want to go to that hot new dinner spot. Like what if we just ordered pizza and watched a movie and just like kind of hung out? It's kind of like an impromptu girls night in. Hello, and welcome to the Unladylike Pep Talks album. I'm Caroline. I'm Kristen. Pep Talks are pick-me-ups for when patriarchy gets you down, starring some of our favorite, most inspirational, hilarious, and brilliant unladies. Today, Alicia Ramos, the founder and CEO of Girls' Night In, is helping us understand the joys of staying in and missing out. Caroline, I am fangirling right now because I am a longtime subscriber of Girls' Night In, proud GNI subscriber. And I've just watched in awe as Alicia has grown it into this thriving community that really appreciates canceling plans, um, but also is all about like cultivating not just friendships, you know, and quality time with people you care about, but also cultivating the relationship with yourself and taking the time to just be still. Kristen, that is something I am okay with now at 35, but at 25, that was not okay. I was not okay, like, sitting with myself, worrying whether people were, like, doing things without me. Like, I was not chill in my 20s. Were you, like, the Mindy Kaling book? Is everyone (laughs) hanging out without me? Yes, I was positive that everyone, like, had all of these, like, bestie hangouts and, like, fun nights out, and I needed to be at every single one, getting, like, super drunk and loud, and man, that's exhausting. But we had some good times, didn't we, Caroline? We sure did. I mean, because I was totally on the FOMO train for a long time in my 20s, but really, the memory that FOMO sparks for me is in high school, I think, 10th grade circa Halloween because Halloween is when like you know you go out you like do things people are having parties or whatever and I was sitting at home alone like just like in the depths of teen angst (laughs) my phone not ringing Mm. um and I attribute that kind of foundational FOMO to (laughs) to being a past homeschooler. Basically, for a couple years in middle school, Caroline, I I spent most of my days at home alone. Um, So that's part of why they sent me to high school. But like high school felt like I I needed to prove myself Mm. 
socially, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you aren't getting all these invitations and if I was still sitting at home, then that meant that I was still just like this loser homeschooler who didn't have any kind of friends at all. Yeah, it felt like a failure. Absolutely. And so that just haunted me, Mm -hmm. I feel like, throughout the rest of high school into my 20s. Oh, yeah. And I I have no excuse. (laughs) I wasn't homeschooled. I was just very nervous. And I really did. I really did get my, I don't know, what's the word? Like my my validation, but also like my energy from being around other people. And it's funny because if you were asking me 10 years ago, I would say, oh, dude, absolutely. I am an extrovert. Like, I don't want to sit at home. I feel better when I am out with people and seeing people all the time. Now, I mean, I guess it's age or just maturity. I don't know what it is, but I am definitely more on the introvert side of the spectrum where like, I love being at home under one of my many, many throws propped up by one of my many, many squishy pillows. And I actually have to get like dragged out of the house sometimes. Yeah, I love a canceled plan. (laughs) Yeah. But I definitely still am haunted by FOMO because I know that I'm staying in too much. Mm -hmm. But my social anxiety then will, the more I stay in, the more it's like, well, everyone probably hates you because you aren't, you know, you aren't going out enough. See, I have something similar, but it diverges. So like the more I stay in, (laughs) the more I'm just like, you should continue staying in. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's my instinct. But then the flip side of it is just like everyone is hanging out without me. That is a fact. I can see it now on Instagram. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's true. I definitely went through a phase Mm -hmm. of not really being able to look at Instagram when Mm -hmm. you and I were like super holed up writing Unladylike the book where it was too painful to open because I didn't want to see what I was missing. But I'm curious, like, Kristen, you're you're using the past tense. Yeah. Um, so like are you able to look at Instagram and be like more content with what's going on? Yeah. I mean, I still feel kind of a friend failure in some ways because I'm still not as present as I would want to be. And I miss that. I miss just a dash of that like mid-20s, who am I kidding, (laughs) mid-teens, like frantic. I got to like get out of here and like do something. But you know, one thing that I really appreciate about Girls Night In, which during those like that Instagram blackout, I was still reading my Girls Night In newsletter every (laughs) Friday um, because it did make me feel like part of a chill community that was just like, it's cool. We're going to cancel plans. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But I really appreciate Alicia's focus on like making our space at home and like just the joy of even if it's just like a tiny little you know closet where you make podcasts sometimes like making the space that you're in all the time even if you might be FOMOing feel really cozy like a respite from the world and I so wish that the girls night in philosophy had existed mm-hmm. when I was younger, when I was such a thirsty teenager. Yeah. I don't know if I would have listened or not, you know, <laughs> know, because I knew best, of course. But the whole like introverts being cool, I feel like everyone is an indoors kid these days. 
Uh, and I'm a little bit jealous of that for my younger self who could have been who could have seen herself <laughs> a little bit more reflected in that. Well, I wonder, too, though, and and maybe this is something obvious that I'm just opining on, but like. There seems to be such a more open conversation going on around mental health, especially among younger folks, Mm -hmm. that it's really no surprise that it's becoming more common or even popular to love or talk about staying in. Because everybody does self-care differently. But, like— the whole staying in thing and not forcing yourself into situations where you, like, have to leave the house, like, I think that can be healthy from time to time. And while social media is often blamed for our, our basic, like, anxiety crisis mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, I think there's a flip side to it as well, where thanks to social media and Instagram filters, whatever you are doing, maybe by yourself or just not out like if you're just having a chill game night with friends like seeing those photos of what folks are up to on their mm-hmm. own is also really nice and also a nice reminder too when you see that of like you know Susie's at home baking a loaf of bread <laughs> Susie Jennifer's out taking a hike Ooh. Peter's at a china painting class I don't know I Caroline did t- had an art day Caroline had an art day like seeing those <laughs> kinds of things I think is really healthy for us in our feeds, those little reminders of different ways that, you know, people around us are taking care of ourselves and our interests. Totally. And seeing those images also feels like, oh, wow, that like that looks so nice. Like, I would love to carve out time for myself to do something like that, as opposed to now when I see pictures of people out at clubs or bars or concerts or whatever, I'm more likely to be like, I'm so glad I'm home. <laughs> yeah. I, it just makes me think like, I'm so t- I'm tired just looking at this. Yes. I love my <laughs> soft clothes. <laughs> well, Caroline, let's let Alicia take it from here because, I mean, she started an entire company about staying in. So I think it's safe to say she finds a lot of joy in missing out and staying home instead. And be sure to stick around for her pep talk. My name is Alicia Ramos. I live in Washington, D.C. I'm the founder and CEO of Girls Night In, which is a self-care company and community. The first thing that comes to mind when I think about staying in is kind of flash back to my early 20s when I was right out of college. I had just moved to New York City and, of course, Being in New York City kind of meant that if you were staying in, you were either a loser or you were really lonely. And it was a very kind of negative thing. And it's so funny because I feel like now that I'm in my later 20s, almost 30, I've completely shifted my perspective. And I actually really love staying in, obviously, because it's a way to restore yourself, take care of yourself mentally and physically and emotionally. And it doesn't have to mean that you are lonely or a loser um, because sometimes you can stay in and have that be a uh, communal practice by inviting your friends over for a cozy night in.
I think the shift in my perspective from going out to staying in changed around when I was about 25 or 26. Uh, I had moved to D.C., I had done the whole dating thing. Uh, I, you know, I had a lot of great close friends in DC that, you know, we would go out all the time. And then I think I just hit a point where my friend group was transitioning a whole lot in that time where a couple of my really good friends actually moved away to go to grad school or they were just like moving for a new job. And it was kind of a, a weird transitional period where I was kind of looking inward um, and thinking, you know, how am I spending my time right now? I no longer really have this super tight-knit community of friends to go out with. And maybe it's time to explore this other, like, more reflective, introspective side of me by staying in and taking care of myself in that way. So I, I do think the transitional period among my friend group had a lot to do with it. Um, And also just like being really tired of the dating scene and being really okay with being single. Like I actually really loved being single and um, nesting in my home and just like enjoying being by myself. Like that was, that was really great. I actually identify as an introvert, so staying in is actually really like practical for me in, in some ways. I'll actively plan out my weekend so that if I am going out one night, I definitely need another night or two to stay in and just recharge and kind of gain that energy back. So it is very practical for me. You know, some days I might be super intentional about staying in, but these days I will say that I really try my best to stay off my phone and stay mostly away from screens aside from Netflix. I love watching shows. And I also, even as a business owner, I do try my best to stay off work email. And I even encourage our employees to to not send emails out on the weekends. Uh, weekends are really just sort of like sacred for me. And Those are the nights where I like to restore myself, and it's super important. The worst piece of advice that I've received about self-care in general is that it's something that can be bought, like it's that it's something that you can purchase. Uh, A lot of people do equate self-care to you have to buy this sheet mask or this very expensive pair of fuzzy slippers or what have you. And those things are all great. And I personally love those things. And we do talk about those things at Girls Night In. But self-care ultimately is very personal. It's a very personal practice. Uh, It's consistently evolving. It's something that you know, you become aware of as you consistently check in with yourself. In one moment, self-care might mean cooking a meal for yourself. In another moment, it might mean uh, actually going out (laughs) and spending time with your friends. But I've seen this trend of equating self-care to things that you can buy that 
doesn't really capture the essence of self-care. One thing that I wish other women and girls understood or were taught about staying in and self-care is that cultivating meaningful relationships is so key. Um, And a really great way to do that is to find the environments that work for you and your friends to create those deeper connections. And yes, for some people and some friends, it is going out to brunch or going out to a bar. But for others like myself, it might mean hosting a board game night or a simple dinner party at home. It's really about finding what works for you and how you can enjoy your girls' night in. If you view self-care as kind of just another thing that you have to do, I will say that there are some people who operate really well with to-do lists, and I actually am one of them. And I I wrote a post a while ago about how I manage and create self-care to-do lists. I totally understand kind of the backlash against that mindset. But for me, it's really a way for me to truly prioritize self-care tasks because I'm such a type A person. I love getting things done. If it's on my to-do list, it gets done. And that's anything from running an errand, like actually finally getting your dry cleaning done to restocking your favorite face serum. Um, Those are real things that I've had on my self-care to-do lists. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's really individually, like as a person, how can you prioritize self-care, like what works for you and just doing that. I think self-care has come to the forefront because of a couple of different things. One, especially in the U.S., I think, you know, there is a lot of fatigue around the news cycle and just this crazy political climate that we're in. Everyone does feel really exhausted from that. I think, too, something that we think a lot about at Girls' Night In is the impact of technology and social media on society and our lives. I think there is a lot of pressure to... Uh, perform. There's a lot of pressure to go out. There's a lot of pressure to experience things. And that kind of pressure creates exhaustion and just a sense of overwhelm. Uh, And, you know, I'm guilty of scrolling through Instagram mindlessly for an hour or plus per day. And um, I think that it is taking a toll on our like collective mental health and social well-being and we're in this weird like warped black mirror-esque era right now so yeah I think all these forces combined are creating this massive need for self-care however you might define it Ladies, do you ever feel a ton of pressure to go out? Do you ever feel like you're missing out on something in the world if you're not physically outside of your home experiencing something new? Does Instagram ever make you feel like you should have a dozen best friends, 
surrounding you at all times, enjoying beautiful vistas, and sharing glasses of rosé at brunch? (laughs) If so, I encourage you to take a moment and check in with yourself. Because what's out there in the world on Instagram might not be what you need in this very moment. I encourage you to let go of the fear of missing out and instead embrace the joy of missing out. Because there's so much opportunity and fun and growth and self-care that can happen when you're staying in and taking a moment for yourself. It's okay to be still. It's okay to not have plans. It's okay to not be productive. Yes, I said it. It's okay to sit on your couch, make some tea, read a book, or zone out in front of a good Netflix show. It's also okay to text your friends who you may have made plans with and say, hey, I'm not really in the going out mood right now. How do you feel about having a chill night in at my place, watching a movie, or getting caught up on Game of Thrones? The chances are your friends are also just as tired as you are and will really enjoy the chance to relax and share those intimate moments at home with you. Or as I like to say, when you're not in the mood to go out and party, you can bring the party to you. (laughs) So the next time you feel FOMO, take a moment to reflect on what's truly important to you. Instagram is not real life. Real life is surrounding yourself with friends and people who will show up for you. I encourage you to find a way to gather those people around you this week by hosting a relaxing girls night in and embracing the joy of missing out. Kristen, you know, I really appreciate like Alicia's entire ethos, her entire philosophy. I definitely am a follower of that philosophy. But something I really appreciate is that she doesn't just like cancel plans with friends like I have been guilty of. She replaces plans. She's like, hey, you know, I don't want to go to that concert or like I don't really want to go to this noisy bar. How about you guys come over and we can like drink a beer at home or how about we just like have a Netflix night? Just the five of us. I also appreciate Alicia's strategizing around her Mm. introversion. Yes. This is something that resonates a lot with me because I need a bit of both. And yeah, like setting yourself up to not be super drained is smart. And in fact, this past weekend, Caroline, a girlfriend of mine canceled plans because she was like, hey, I have to also go out tonight. (laughs) So I have to cancel today because if I don't, I'm just going to be totally worthless. And I was like, I get that. Yeah. No, I can't double or triple up on on plans. Like one plan, one thing, one item on my to-do list uh, socially is good. And then maybe even I can't do anything for the next day, let alone the same day. Come on. And y'all, we couldn't leave Alicia without asking her our favorite, very on-the-nose question. The most unladylike thing about me is that I use my boyfriend's Old Spice deodorant. And I love it. And I actually don't purchase my own deodorant because I love his so much. And I have no regrets. It works great. You can find Girls Night In at girlsnightin.co. There, you can subscribe to their weekly newsletter, join their book club, or read some of their articles about staying in and practicing some self-care. You can also follow Girls Night In on Instagram at Girls Night In Club. 
We hope that Alicia put a pep in y'all's step, unladies. Find us at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unladylike Media. You can also drop us a line at hello at unladylike.co. And you can support Caroline and me directly by joining our Patreon. Over there, you'll get instant access to our ad-free bonus episodes, a new bonus episode every week, including our totally subjective top five moments of 2021 and our undying love. You can find it all over at patreon.com slash unladylikemedia. Nora Ritchie is the senior producer of Unladylike. Michelle O'Brien is our associate producer. Gianna Palmer is our story editor. Shruti Marate transcribes our tape. Our music is by Flamingo Shadow, Amit May Cohen, and Sarah Tudson. Mixing is by Andy Christens. Sound design and additional music is by Casey Holford and Andy Christens. Nora Ritchie, Jenny Barish, and Joanna Kelly contributed vocals. Special thanks to Abigail Keel and Aaron Nestor. Our executive producers are Peter Clowney, Daisy Rosario, and Unladylike Media. This podcast was created by your hosts, Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin of Unladylike Media. And remember, need some pep in your step? Get Unladylike. You know, Caroline, I really... Call me Caroline. Oh, that's my name! (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking to myself. Stitcher. Stitcher.